while I am still here on the stage that I, I'm always preaching on. It looks a little different, though, because you're not with me on a campus, and it looks a little different because I've invited some people with me. Uh, these people are here because they're actually from a group that's in my neighborhood. They're a CCV gathering right now, which is what I hope you have. I want you to see visually what I want for you, that, hey, we have to keep gathering together in homes, not just one or two people, but people gathering, being the church together. And think about the power in this. We literally, right now, have hundreds, if not thousands of gatherings all across our city. So if you're alone, or maybe just one or two of you, I wanna challenge you this week to get into a gathering, find one. You can find them on our website, ccv.church, and I think it's really gonna be powerful for you. You know, there's so much talk nowadays, that, you, know, you guys know this too, but there's so much talk about social distancing, but I want to remind our church, social distancing does not mean social isolation. More than ever, it's time for us to engage in church and engage in community. You know, I'm just so excited, though, right now as we kick off a brand new series uh, called Warrior. And, uh, you know, as we kick this off, I'm just so amazed at God's timing. God's timing is just beyond anything I could imagine. You know, we planned this series last year to start this weekend on this year, and here's what we're gonna talk about for the next four weeks. In the midst of all the fear, we're gonna talk about how you can develop the heart of a warrior. I mean, think about this. You can develop the kind of spirit to walk around and not live in fear, but to actually walk around and live in faith, to have courage. And, uh, you know, I think that's something all of us want. We don't want to walk around in fear. I think, actually, God put that desire in us from a very young age. If I was going to ask you guys to vote, I'll ask you to vote and wherever you're watching from right now. How many of you here right now, how many of you remember, you know, growing up as a child and you dressed up as a superhero who was fearless and strong? How many of you dressed up like as a superhero? Yeah, most of us did. I mean, I did this all the time. I, I remember dressing up as, you know, Superman, Batman, Rambo was big when I grew up. I remember dressing up as Rambo. At one point, I got really into ninjas. I literally dressed up as a ninja. I thought that was like awesome. I mean, who messes with a ninja? But what's funny is I'm watching my kids grow up and they're doing the exact same thing. I, I, I grabbed a picture this week of, this is a pretty old picture when my kids were pretty young, but on Halloween, all three of my kids dressed up as superheroes, right? I mean, my youngest is the Hulk, you know, Carly's Captain America, and my middle, Kennedy, she wants to be Iron Man, right? Why? Because they're all fearless, they're all strong, that's what they want. But my favorite picture from this Halloween is actually of my youngest daughter, Avery. I mean, I just, I love this picture because she's just showing all of us visually that, you know, it's almost like in, in her heart, she's saying, I don't care what this world throws at me. In her heart is this desire to want to be strong and fearless. And while I look at that, and while I think that might do something for us of saying that's what we want too, isn't it also true that we so oftentimes don't feel that way? We just don't feel fearless. I mean, sometimes we don't feel like a warrior. Sometimes we can oftentimes feel like a wimp. Life just throws all sorts of stuff at us that makes us feel that way. But what I believe God's gonna do in this series is he's gonna show us that inside of every one of us is the heart of a warrior. We just have to learn to develop it. And the way we're gonna learn that in this series is we're gonna walk through one book in the Bible and we're gonna walk through, walk through the book of Joshua. Joshua is actually a pretty easy book to find. It's the sixth book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Joshua. 
And I want to just give you just a quick background behind the book of Joshua before we dive in. Um, what's happening in history right now is God's people have been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And they finally, in the opening chapter of Joshua, they come right to the edge of the promised land where God wants them to go, where God's always wanted them to go, but they're literally on the edge of the Jordan River and they're kind of standing there in fear, if you can picture this. And the reason that they're afraid, most of them, is because they know on the other side of the Jordan where God wants them to go is giants, armies that are bigger than anything they've ever seen before. And here you have this vagabond, ragtag group of people that really have almost no battle experience. And God's telling them, go in, like do this. And you can just picture like the amount of fear they must have. And what God's going to do is God chooses one man, a man named Joshua, and he's gonna develop Joshua into one of the greatest warriors this world has ever seen. But I want you to understand, Joshua is a normal, everyday kind of guy. There's nothing special about him, but God's gonna turn him into a warrior. And when we open up the very first chapter of Joshua, that's where we're gonna find ourselves today. I want you to see that this is one of the most epic accounts in, 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 in the entire Bible. I want you to picture it this way. God is literally, we get a firsthand account of God sitting down with Joshua. Like picture a locker room environment. God's like the coach. He's sitting down with Joshua right before the big game. And he's gonna tell Joshua, step it up. He's gonna pep talk him like you've never seen a pep talk before. Let's open up the book of Joshua. And the first thing God's gonna tell Joshua, we're gonna talk about today, he needs to become a warrior is this. He needs this one word, courage. Joshua chapter one, starting in verse six says this. I mean, and, and just, just picture God sitting down with you in whatever you're going through and him speaking this personally to you. Be strong and what? Courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Joshua, be strong and courageous. And just in case Joshua's like forgetting or he doesn't think, maybe God doesn't think it's maybe setting in, the very next verse, God says the exact same thing. He just changes one little thing. He says, be strong and what? Very courageous. The word very means to have power to the highest degree. And then God gives Joshua a few practical things. He says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. And then, verse nine God says this a third time. Have I not commanded you, Joshua? Be strong and courageous. And then the very next words are words that somebody needs to hear today. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. How many times did God have to tell Joshua to be strong and courageous? Three times. I mean, for those of you that are parents, think about this. If you have to tell your kids three times to do something, does that mean it was setting in the first time? No. And so I think there's a few things we can learn from this account of the first nine verses of chapter one of Joshua that I think can all help us develop the heart of a warrior. Here's number one. You cannot be a warrior without courage. You can't. And for some of us, that causes us to lose heart immediately because here's what we know. We know our life is ruled a little bit more by fear than it would be by faith. A little bit more by worry right now than it would be courage. 
You know, some of us have been so paralyzed by the news of the coronavirus going on. You know what some of us have done? Some of us are the reason that you can't go to Fry's and find any toilet paper. You can't. I mean, some of you are the reason, like, you've, you've bought up so many water bottles, you have like a year or two supply. You know, you're the reason that my sister-in-law this week showed me this picture. She sent me this picture from the grocery store. The shelves are empty. You guys have seen this. You're like, what is going on? I got, uh, someone sent me this picture recently. It's a public service announcement. They said this is what it is. That if you buy one pack of gum, if you buy one pack of gum from CVS, CVS will give you enough, you know, of an alternative paper, you know, toilet paper roll that you can use this. I mean, you've, you've seen how long they print those off. I and mean, I was like, that's funny. That's actually really funny. But some of you are just so ruled by fear. Are you? Here's the good news if you are. So was Joshua. You don't think Joshua had fear when he was stepping into what God was calling him to? I mean, God had to tell him three times to be strong and courageous. And so God still looked at a man living in fear and told him, I still can develop in you the heart of a warrior. You think, well, how could that be? I mean, how can fear and courage still coexist? Let me show you, because this is one of the biggest points I want you to let God sink into your heart today. Courage, number two, is not the absence of fear. It's not. It's choosing to live by faith in spite of it. I mean, think about that. Courage does not mean that you never feel fear. And why that's so important that you understand this is this is that if you think courage and fear are completely opposite, you can't feel both of them, then when you wanna be courageous but you feel fear, you'll give up on being courageous because you think, well, I can't be courageous if I have any fear. That's completely incorrect. If I could just be really transparent with you, um, I, I wonder you know, if some people watch you know, me step up on stage and preach and you know, do public speaking, which a lot of people rank public speaking as one of the greatest fears. Sometimes it ranks higher in surveys than death. And some people must think like, I think, well, maybe some people think, gosh, Ashley, you've, you've, you do public speaking for a living. You, you must have got over your fears a long time ago. And I would just tell you that is absolutely not correct. I'll just let you peer into my life for a moment, okay? Every single time I get ready to speak God's word and I'm gonna step on this stage, I'm backstage, I'm praying and preparing and there has not been one time that there are not traces of fear that I feel. What's the difference? I just don't allow my fear to keep me from stepping forward in faith. But remember, fear, <laughs> you don't have to be afraid of it. You just have to choose faith over fear. I mean, think about it this way. What's the difference between a warrior and a coward? What's the difference? Now, some people would say this. Well, one lacks fear. Wrong. They both have fear. They both experience the same thing. What's the difference? A warrior just will not allow his fear to do what? Keep him from acting in faith. The difference between a warrior and a coward is one of them decides to step forward in spite of their fear. I mean, let me give you an example. When a 42-year-old African-American woman named Rosa Parks refuses to give up her seat and stand up to the injustice of racial equality, you don't think she felt fear in that moment? People had been beaten and killed. She just decided not to let her fear keep her from faith. Listen to what Nelson Mandela said. I think he says this so eloquently. He says this, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not the one who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers 
his fear. So let me ask, where do you need to step forward and live in faith, not in fear? It could be as simple as during this time in our nation, you need to not be fearful. You need to be responsible, but not live in fear. And there's a big difference. Listen, when you get in your car, you put on your seatbelt, that's responsible. Holding onto the steering wheel and shaking in fear, that's not for you. As a church, we're trying to be responsible. We're not living in fear. And you know, some of you just need to step forward in, in faith in this time. It could be bigger though. Some of you have a marriage that you are fearful that it will never get better and you need to keep believing in faith that God is going to sustain you and God can make it better. Some of you may need to admit that you have a problem with an addiction or maybe t- uh, you know, financially, you're so afraid that, that tithing is a really big deal for you right now. People have asked me across the country, hey, are you worried about you know, closing down physical campuses, what, what's, what that's gonna do to giving? And I'd say, no, I know our church. We've always stepped forward in faith and I know our people and I know what they'll do. You know, for, for a lot of us, you know what it is though? Our number one thing that we need to step forward in faith during this time in our country is sharing our faith. We have an opportunity, I think, like never before in our country. But if you're not careful, you'll let fear turn you inward and all you'll think about during this time is me. Oh, what about me? I gotta protect me. Versus being the church and being out sharing the light of Jesus with the world that desperately needs it. So I wanna encourage our whole entire church over the next few weeks as we have to meet in homes, hey, keep inviting people to join you. It's like one of the easiest invites you have right now. Let's keep being the church. But think about it, when we fear When we have fear that rules us, what's our motivating factor behind that fear so many times? You know what it is? A warrior's greatest fear is often failure. We we fear that we might fail at something or we might look weak. You don't think Joshua feared this? That he's gonna fail? I mean, Joshua's following one of the greatest leaders in all of history, Moses. Moses has been leading the people for 40 years, turns it over to Joshua to take them into the promised land. You don't think Joshua feared failure? Of course he did. And honestly, I can relate. Very personally, I remember getting ready to step into the, the, this role as being senior pastor of CCV. I'm following this epic, amazing man of God, Don Wilson and his wife, Sue. I mean, they're just amazing. I remember thinking like, gosh, look at how big those shoes are. I gotta step into some big shoes. And I finally realized that I can't step into those shoes. I can only step into my own shoes. But I just remember I was stepping into a season where uh, as a guy, I just, of course I feared failure. But I refused to let that keep me from stepping forward in faith. You know, I remember uh, this past week, I actually called Don up on the phone and I just shared with him our decision we were making with coronavirus. So I wanted him to hear it. And he just, he said this to me. He said, Ashley, you're leading with such boldness, first class. You're just a great leader. And I remember sitting there and he told me that. And I thought, that's because I got to watch you lead by faith for so many years. And I wanna lead with the same kind of faith Let me ask you, is fear keeping you back, a fear of failure from something? Who do you think fears failure more, more, men or women? I think both do, but by far I think men fear it more. Men, we hate looking weak. We hate looking stupid. And so a fear of failure keeps us back so many times. So I just wanna say to the men of CCV, I wanna say right now to the men of CCV, step up and lead. Like lead your families, lead in your marriage, lead in your workplace, lead sharing your faith everywhere else. Now listen, men and women, you both need to lead. You both need to be warriors. But I think we live in a culture that's void of some male leadership at times of men stepping up and being the men God's called them to be. But for all of us, 
If, if, a, if a warrior's greatest fear is failure, listen to this. Every warrior's greatest pain is regret. You can fear failure, but you know what's worse? Is you getting to the end of your life and realizing, I have so many regrets because fear held me on the sidelines. That's gonna be way worse than any fear of failure you fear today. So I wanna tell you, you have to rise above your fear of failure or you'll always live with the pain of regret. And I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. Yeah, I heard the story recently of a, of a mom who was tucking her young son in and there's a thunderstorm outside and the thunderstorm's raging and the windows are shaking and she walks in to tuck in her son and her son's shaking in fear in his, in his bed and she goes up to try to just console him and, and, and as she's walking out the door, she hears a trembling voice. She hears his trembling voice say, Mommy, do you think you could sleep with me tonight? And the mom walks over and gives him one last hug and then as she's walking out, she says, no honey, I can't. I have to sleep with daddy. And there was a long silence and this young boy, his voice kind of cracked and he said these words, that big sissy. (laughs) You know, a lot of us can remember being afraid at night. Like, you know, something's going on, whether it's the dark or, you know, something going on with our family. And as a child, we remember going to bed scared at night. I know I, know I remember that. When I was a child and I was afraid, I, I just remember what I would do is I always wanted something next to me. I always kept like a bat. When I was into ninjas, I had a sword next to me. Some of you still do that today. You keep something next to you because at night, like you want something there that just helps you with like your, your fear if something ever happened to your family. Now, I know some guys are thinking right now, I don't have anything next to my bed because, you know, I have these two guns. You know, gun one, gun two, I mean, yeah, you're, you're macho, I get it, you know. But, you know, if you think about it, when you think about the weapon of choice for the greatest warriors of all time, what was the weapon of choice that they used? Let me, let me just show you. I mean, think about, you know, maybe one of the greatest warriors of all time, Braveheart, William Wallace, what was his weapon? It was a sword. You, know, you look at the Lord of the Rings. What was his weapon of choice? It was a sword. You know, what about the gladiator? So epic. It was a sword, right? I mean, even the great Arnold Schwarzenegger in Conan the, you know, you know Conan the Barbarian, which I don't lie. You know, some of you watch this movie. You know, it's like he even had a sword. I think there might be a lesson in looking at all these great warriors and their weapon of choice. It was a sword. You know, I, <clears throat> I have with me something I've had for, for a long time. Uh, this, this sword is actually a, a, an exact replica that's been designed to be a replica of a sword that would have been used during Jesus' day. This is a Roman sword. They called it a gladius. And many people believe that the design of this sword was such that it helped the Roman Empire, you know, really conquer the world at the time. And, you know, when you think about the swords that Jesus would have been familiar with, you know, it, it would have looked something like this. And this sword is perfectly weighted. It's razor sharp. It is the perfect weapon that in Jesus's day they would have known about. And what's interesting to me is I think there's a lesson in this because I think Jesus had this visual of the greatest weapon of his day. 
And what did Jesus say our great weapon is that we're to have to conquer fear? Ephesians chapter six, if you just open up Ephesians chapter six, I encourage you to read it today. God says, there's, there's some armor that you can put on to squash fear to become a warrior in this world. And this is what it says, therefore put on the full armor of God. Now listen to the list of the armor. God says, you know, put on the belt of truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, shoes that's the gospel of peace, shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. But look at that list for a moment. Every single one of those pieces of armor is defensive in nature. That's awesome. You, you should be playing defense. Did you know when you look at the armor of God, there is only one offensive weapon we are given? What is it? It's a sword. Watch how clear this is. This is how it's put in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. The one offensive weapon you have is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Watch this vigil for just a minute. Your sword is designed to be God's Word. If you want to squash fear, it has to include God's word. This is, the, this is the sword for a follower of Jesus, which means courage comes from the, using the sword of God. I, I just want you to think for a second, do you view these things the same way? You know, this, this could help you squash fear. Do you believe that this could squash fear in your life? Because it's designed to. It's the one offensive weapon that you have. Now let me show you how clearly God says to Joshua, if you wanna be strong and courageous, Watch how he tells them, you have to use this. Remember, God tells them three times to be strong and courageous. Right after the second time, in between the second and third time, God tells them to be strong and very courageous. The very next words God says, we read this really quick. Let me just take you back to it. Here's what God says. Be careful to obey the law, all the law my servant Moses gave you. That was God's word. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. And then watch this. Keep this book of law always on your lips. You know what that means? It means that you yield your lips and life to God's word, not what's going on in your heart. You know, the moment fear starts to come out of your mouth, you yield to God's promises. You live by faith. You meditate on this book day and night. You want courage? You want to be strong and courageous? You have to meditate on this day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Then you'll have courage. I mean, it's so clear that we are to use this as God's word. It fights fear. And CCB, I wanna encourage you during this time when there's so much ambiguity and fear in our, our country that you stay in God's word every single day if you wanna fight fear. That's one thing you have to do. The second thing you have to do is every single week you have to gather together as we do church together. Because what do we do every single time we gather together? We open God's word and we're giving you a sword to fight fear during a time when so many people are fearful. CCV, I believe God is calling us to be warriors during this time, not warriors. And you'll only be able to do that when you follow the advice God gives us on how to be courageous and strong. You know, I've been thinking a lot about courage and I've been thinking about my kids. And uh, I've just been thinking about how much I want my kids to be courageous, but yet I see them live in fear so many times. You know, I've, I remember watching my kids tucking them into not at, to bed at night and I've, I've seen them just be so fearful at times and shake and fear. And my posture as a dad for so many years was I would sit down with my kids and I would pray that God would protect them. I'd literally pray out loud, God, protect Carly so she'd hear me praying for God to protect her. Protect Kennedy, protect Avery. And then one day I realized I'm praying the wrong prayer. I cannot protect my kids from everything this world is gonna throw at them. But what I can do is I can develop the heart of a warrior and pray that they have courage. So I changed my prayer. 
It's not that I don't pray oftentimes for God to protect my kids, but when I'm in front of them, you know I pray for my kids? I pray all the time, laying next to them, in, in front of their face. I say, God, give them courage. Make them the most courageous Christians at their school, in every single environment, give them courage. That's what I pray for them. And CCV, I wanna tell our church right now, as your pastor, of course I'm praying for protection for you, but you know, I want you to just know, that's not my primary prayer for you. My prayer for you right now is that God makes you courageous. He makes you a warrior during this time. Because I think we have an opportunity in our country right now to not become fearful and selfish, but to be warriors that are courageous going out and living the lives God wants us to live, not cowering in fear. So I wanna give you a takeaway today that's super practical for all of us here. And it's simply this. What's one area of my life I need to choose faith over fear? Like just one, what's one area of your life that you just know you need to choose faith over fear? And it could be your health. It could be you're scared about getting this virus. It could be with your kids or your marriage or your finances or a business because you don't know what's gonna happen in the economy, stock market's crashing. But I wanna challenge all of us. I think for a lot of us, it's sharing our faith. We can't cower in fear in this time and miss out on sharing our faith with so many people that need Jesus around us. CCV, let's be warriors. I wanna pray right now that God makes you a warrior that's courageous and strong. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for all the groups and gatherings that are meeting all across our city right now. I just pray right now that, that you would make us courageous and strong. And the only way we can do that, God, is to recognize that to be a warrior, we have to have courage. And God, courage is not the absence of fear. It's just stepping forward in faith in spite of it. But Father, the only way we'll be able to step forward in faith during this time is if we stay rooted with the sword, your word in our lives, that we would not stop reading it daily, that we would not stop engaging with it, with church weekly. And most importantly, God, we would step forward in faith and continue to spread the word of Jesus, spread our light to everyone around us. Would you make us not fearful, but faithful? as warriors for you. We pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as you wrap up uh, your gatherings right now, I hope you're gonna do what I'm gonna do right now, which is I'm gonna sit down with my gathering right now, and we're just gonna have a conversation about what God's teaching us. CCV, we'll see you next weekend. Until then, have a great week. Be warriors.